0: Circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0, left Britcher. Lyra going to take it coast to
1: coast on a backhand, scores! To the blue line, Vandalies, the effort tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! A new, he scores! It's over! It's over! Game 7, overtime! Wow. Welcome to the WHL Podcast. I'm Zach Hodder, the manager of player development for the Western Hockey League, your host for this week's episode. we got a pretty good show for you today. We've got Kamloops Blazers star, 29 goals in his 16-year-old season, Logan Stankoven. We've also got Brock Gould, the new starting goaltender for the Portland Winterhawks, and of course, Eric A'Lary of the Moose Jaw Warriors. He's got a new head coach, now he has a new general manager, or soon to have a new general manager as well, there in Moose Jaw. But before all of that, we will hop into the news and notes. The Western Hockey League has announced that it has launched an all-new WHL Live on CHL TV. The brand new WHL Live on CHL TV will deliver a high quality viewing experience on a competitively reimagined and redesigned platform with improved customer experience for WHL fans across the country to enjoy. For only $59.99, WHL fans can enjoy full access to all scheduled games throughout the 2021 WHL regular season, which starts this Friday, February 26th in the Central Division. As a thank you to the greatest fans in hockey, the WHL is pleased to offer free views for all WHL home openers beginning this Friday. You can head to whl.ca for all the information and pricing on the new WHL Live on CHL TV. The WHL has announced that they have completed the U.S. Division schedule of games for the 2021 regular season, which is set to begin on Thursday, March 18th. The WHL's US division will open when the Tri-City Americans host the Portland Winterhawks in Kenwick, Washington on March 18th, before continuing on Friday, March 19th, when the Seattle Thunderbirds host the Spokane Chiefs in Kent, Washington. Head to WHL.ca to see the full schedule for the WHL's US division. Now we head to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, where the Moose Jaw Warriors general manager Alan Miller, Alan Miller will be stepping down as the club's general manager after accepting the position of director of player personnel within Hockey Canada's program of excellence. Miller joined the Warriors in 2010 when he was named director of hockey operations, being promoted in 2012 to general manager. Under Miller, the Warriors have won the East Division titles in 2012 and 2018, and they captured the 2017-18 Scotty Monroe Memorial Trophy. He leaves the organization as its longest serving general manager. Residents in Alberta will have the chance to support junior hockey in their communities with a new 50-50 draw designed to help local teams maintain operations impacted by COVID-19. Jackpots for Junior Hockey presented by Remax, a joint 50-50 draw launched by the Western Hockey League, the Alberta Junior Hockey League, and the Alberta Government will share proceeds with the Alberta's five WHL teams and the 15 AJHL teams to help offset revenues lost because of the pandemic and the suspension of play. The Alberta government, through the Alberta Gaming, Liquor and Cannabis, the AGLC, is supporting the lottery by allowing the leagues to conduct 50-50 draws, with Albertans able to purchase tickets online from anywhere in the province. For more information on the program, head to WHL.ca Moving on to some transactions, the Kamloops Blazers have acquired 18-year-old forward Peyton McKenzie from the Moose Jaw Warriors in exchange for a sixth-round pick in the 2021 WHL Draft. McKenzie was originally selected by the Warriors in the third round of the 2017 WHL Draft. The Sherwood Park, Alberta natives played 24 games with the Warriors over the past two seasons, tallying two assists. This season, McKenzie appeared in 12 games with the Drumheller Dragons of the Alberta Junior Hockey League, collecting nine points in 12 games. We finish today's news and notes with an update on the captains across the Western Hockey League for this season. We start in Lethbridge, where the Lethbridge Hurricanes have named Dino Cambites the new captain in the Windy City. Heading off to Brandon, the Brandon Kings have named Team Canada defenseman Braden Schneider their captain for the 2021 season. Heading to Moose Shaw, who's getting a lot of pub on this episode of the WHL podcast, have named Damon Hunt their captain for the 2021 season. Hunt, of course, suffered a severe wrist injury last year, cutting his season short. We'll be interested to see what he can do in 24 games this year. Staying in the Eastern Conference, Montreal Canadiens first round pick Caden Gooley of the Prince Albert Raiders has been named their 44th captain in team history and we will end in Edmonton, where Scott Atkinson will wear the C for the second straight season for the Edmonton Oil Kings. That's it for the news and notes for everything WHL you can follow us on Twitter at the WHL. Our first conversation is with Kamloops native, Logan Stankoven. He has been tearing up every single league he's pretty much ever been in. His one year in the BC Major Midget League, he set a new record for goals with 49. His first year in the Western Hockey League, he tallies 29 bingos. This guy is expected to be a first round pick in the NHL and it was a pleasure getting to talk to him. Today, I'm joined by Kamloops native and Kamloops Blazers. Well, he's a burgeoning superstar in our league, that's for sure. 29 goals and 19 assists for 48 points in 59 games as a 16 year old. Uh, you'll get to see a pretty tremendous goal he scored last year against Prince George, but it's Logan Stan Coven. Sorry, I almost screwed up your name there, even though we just talked about it. Logan Stan Coven from the Kamloops Blazers. Logan, how are you doing?
2: Good. Thanks for having me on, Zach.
1: So Logan, interesting time, obviously. I mean, it's almost been an entire year since hockey got shut down. What have you been doing to to keep your skills, to keep to keep sharp, and to get ready for the start of this season?
2: Um, yeah, it's been pretty tough, not you know, not being able to have a season just yet. But I think I've really tried to take advantage of of this you know longer off season and and extended time. I guess um, you know, with without the season starting. So I think just you know being in the gym lots and and on the ice, which is which has been, you know, really fortunate for, for, for myself and, and where I live. Cause I know different, different provinces have different restrictions. So I know, you know, a few provinces, a few provinces, provinces were shut down there for a while. So I think we've been fortunate here in BC and, and things have been good.
1: When you talked about, you know, you're developing your skills off the ice. What are some, what are some specific areas that you worked on this off season that are going to benefit your game once we do drop the puck?
2: I definitely my speed I've really worked on that uh, this past summer and uh, I guess till now so um, I thought last season my speed wasn't the greatest or it could have could have been better than what it was so I think I really worked on that this summer and uh, um, with uh, you know my off ice trainer and and on ice as well so uh, I think that's really taken a big step and I'm looking forward to showcasing that this upcoming season.
1: Like we said earlier, last year you had 29 goals, 19 assists for 48 points. I mean, you've been a goal scorer for essentially since you could hold a stick in your hand. Your last year of you, 15 A. Just a casual 57 goals and 90 points. Your first year of U18 AAA, which is you would be midget AAA when I was playing, uh, a first year player, you set the new record for the BC Hockey Major Midget AAA League with 101 points and 52 goals. In the Western Hockey League, 29 goals. You would have been a 30 goal scorer had we had a full season. Where do you get the confidence to score goals at the rate that you do?
2: Um, I think it's just been the practice and dedication that I've put in over the years. In my house here, I actually have a little shooting area, so um, I, I've been down there lots over the past, I guess, couple of years and since I've been a young kid, so I think that's definitely benefited me, uh, you know, in terms of scoring goals and and finishing on, uh, on my chances, but uh, I'm not going to take all the credit. I've played with some great players over the years. You know, it's not a one-man show uh, whatsoever. It's been you know, some great plays and passes. And I think that definitely was was a key to some of, some of my success last season. So it's been fun. And hopefully I can uh, continue that this upcoming season. In talking
1: with some of our, our, our you know, our second year players now, our sophomore players like yourself, who do have tremendous shots and tremendous goal scoring ability. They talk about how they have a shooting area set up in their house or in their backyard. But when you go to the shooting area, like what's your plan when you get there? Are you just there to shoot 100 pucks at the net? Or do you have a specific... Focus of hey today I'm just going short side blocker every single shot I'm not leaving here till I get a hundred in a row.
2: Um yeah I guess it depends on the day but I think uh, I think when I go down there I usually like to work on picking all the corners I know lots of guys when they go down go down and shoot they they just like to pick the top corners but I think it's important to to shoot at all corners of the net and and uh, I guess it depends on yeah the goalie size as well some goalies are big some are smaller so I think being able to you know have that accuracy on, uh, you know, on certain certain holes in the net, and and picking that, uh, picking those little little holes and spots is important in my game, and I think that's definitely something I try and pride my game off of.
1: That is a great segue into a pretty tremendous goal that you scored last season. If you could just break down this play, what you remember and what you saw, obviously what we see, uh, from this camera angle, it looks like it's the easiest play in the world for you to make, but as you know, uh, you got to have tremendous hockey sense to be able to identify, uh, the multiple plays you make on this goal. But uh, if you could just kind of break it down for us, what you remember and what you were trying to do.
2: Um honestly that was just kind of uh it was a play out of our our own zone actually. I think we were hemmed in there for about, you know, uh, 10, 15 seconds and the puck kind of squirted out to me there. And I I made a play to one of the wingers. The winger got it back to me and uh I just saw a three on two developing there and I kind of dropped it to one of the one of the defensemen falling up on our team and um I think he just made a great play back to me there and we had a good net drive and luckily I kind of brought it across, cross crease there and I tucked it in. So um, I think that was one of my first goals of the season against Prince George, even though we played them quite a few times this year, but uh, it was, uh, it was one of my nicer goals, I think, but I, I definitely think it uh, it stemmed off of a great play from uh, some of my teammates.
1: Yeah. Great play by you too. And you know, a cheeky goal as well. You have the entire top part of the net open and what do you do? You slide it underneath that glove that just, it has a little tiny opening. That's a goal scorer's goal and was, now, when I was going through your goals, trying to find one, I was like, wow, that is, it's an impressive hockey IQ play. And then a tremendous skilled finish. So, uh, you know, bright things in your future for sure. And you play with some tremendous players as well, like Connor Zary, first round draft pick ended up on team Canada, Orin. I screw up his last name every single time. Senatazio Santario. I don't know. I'm like Don Cherry with names, but what's it been like having those players, uh, to help you in that first season in the Western hockey League can get you ingratiated into the league.
2: Yeah, it's definitely big. Um, I think just having those guys as as mentors and and guys to look up to, um, it's it's pretty cool. And uh, to see uh, you know the success those guys are having, and especially with uh, you know some of my teammates with Zary and even Garand, even though he's a goalie, he's still a guy that I look up to, and the way he prepares for games and is always focused. So having those types of guys on my team to I guess learn from and uh, and uh, I guess yeah add new tricks and and tips to my game is important and uh, uh it's been fun learning from them and i look forward to hopefully playing with them in the future here
1: the great thing about those guys too, especially with Zary and, and Grand, how they got to go to Hockey Canada, which the jersey behind you is from your experience. I'm sure at the U17 Championships with Team Canada Red, which we'll touch on in a second. But they're also learning from NHL guys, and then they're bringing it back to you and giving you that extra little. Hey, man, this is what the guys do at the NHL. You're probably going to be in a position to get there soon. Add this into your repertoire. But moving back to Zary and Grand, they played for Team Canada at the World Juniors. You got to represent Team Canada at the Under 17s, where you scored four goals and. Four five games unsurprising giving your track history of scoring goals and what was that experience like and how cool was it to get to play with players from all across uh you know every single Canadian province essentially
2: yeah it was such a great experience I think just um you know getting to meet new players and play with some past players as well it was a good mix, mix of guys and um I think yeah like just learning from those types of players and and uh, getting to play with them was a lot of fun. I think it was also a good eye opener for myself just to see the the talent that's out there for, for my age group across the world. It's it's uh, it was definitely an eye opener for me. And uh, if anything, it just made me want to work harder and show some of those other guys that yeah, I deserve to to be uh, with some of those top uh, other players from across the world. And uh, you know the work doesn't stop. So I think just you know keep keep my training up and uh, continuing to work hard and. And uh, bring that into season into the season is uh, really big for me,
1: Logan. Last question for you here. It's been so long since you got to hang, you got to be around, you got to hang out with your teammates, your coaches, the the staff that the Blazers have. Who are you most looking forward to just absolutely roasting in practice once you get back to be with the Blazers?
2: Uh, definitely uh, a couple of my buddies, Caden uh, Bank here and Josh Pilar. I think just the. The uh, bond we had and the relationships, uh, you know, I guess I created last season being a first first year guy was was a lot of fun. So I think, um, you know, even before the games, we play sewer ball or, uh, you know, stick out hand, stick handle together in the hallways. So it's always fun to, I guess, you know, chirp them or have some fun with them. So I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing them again and uh, uh, continuing that uh, those fun times that we've had.
1: That's the best part about junior hockey is the relationships you make along the way. Uh, The games are just bonus, you know, it's just extra fun. And I mean, you definitely look like you have fun when you're on the ice, when you're out there scoring goals. I think you're going to be a terror in this league for the, maybe the few remaining years you'll be in it before you're off to professional hockey. So thank you for taking time out of your day tonight. And I wish you the best of luck as you get ready for this season.
2: Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: We are back! For the first time in nearly a year, Western Hockey League players are stepping back onto the ice, and today we take a look at what to expect from the Central Division. Considering that they were the top team in the Eastern Conference last season, let's start up north in the provincial capital with the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're led by the reigning WHL Coach of the Year, Brad Lauer, and the Oil Kings want to improve on their 734 winning percentage from last season. With potential first overall pick Dylan Gunther leading the way offensively, and New York Rangers draft pick Matthew Robertson anchoring the blue line, the Oil Kings boast one of the deepest rosters in the Western Hockey League. Moving south, the Red Deer Rebels are hoping that living in the rink will be the edge that they need to be a contender in the Central. The Rebels, who had one of the youngest lineups in the Western Hockey League last season, need their emerging stars to make that next step and help the Rebels score more than the 181 goals they tallied last season, which tied them for 14th best in the league. Ben King, who was acquired from the Swift Current Broncos midseason, and Jaden Groob look to form a solid top two centers, while Kyle Masters and the litany of young Red Deer defensemen need to hold down the fort to help the stingy Rebels disrupt the Central. In the true provincial capital of Calgary, the Hitmen are, in the words of Charles Bradley, going through changes. Gone are Mark Castlick, Carson Folk, Dakota Krebs, and Jet Wu, meaning the Hitmen will have a new voice, or voices, in the dressing room this season. Looking to fill that leadership void includes Nashville Predators third-round pick Luke Prokop and his 20-year-old brother Josh, as well as veteran point-per-game forward Riley Stotts. Braden Peters, who took over the crease last season, will be counted on again to provide stability between the pipes as the hitmen discover their new identity. Much like Zach Bryan, we will continue heading south and take a look at another club in the midst of change. Longtime Hurricane stars, Kaelin Addison and Dylan Cousins, have both taken their talents to the NHL, meaning the offensive load will need to be carried by someone else. Luckily for Lethbridge, they have options. Hometown star Zach Stringer will be leaned on to provide more offense this season, and Breakout Player of the Year and Detroit Red Wings draft pick, defenseman Alex Cotton, will need to replicate his offensive output from last season. Between the pipes, another Lethbridge native, Carl Teduchuk, hopes to continue to improve on his already impressive WHL record. Lastly, we go to Madison Hat, a city not known for its medicine, or its hats, but for its high-skill, up-tempo teams that come wave after wave under the tutelage of Willie Desjardins. 30-goal scorers Brett Kemp and Ryan Chizowski return to the Tigers for their final season of junior hockey, while Daniel Baker will once again be asked to provide the offense from the blue line. Throw in a third and final Weisblatt brother, Oasis, to the mix and the Tigers will once again have one of the most potent lineups of scores in the Western Hockey League. Between the pipes, Washington Capitals' 6th round pick, Garen Bjorklund, takes over the crease for the first time in his Western Hockey League career. That's what you need to know about the Central Division for this season. Puck drops this Friday with Medicine Hat in Red Deer at 6 p.m. Mountain for the first game of the 2021 WHL regular season, followed by the Lethbridge Hurricanes in Edmonton for a 7 o'clock puck drop. You can catch all the action on the new WHL Live. Up next on the podcast is Brock Gould, the six foot five goaltender from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Currently calls Denver home, and that's where I caught up with him to talk about what he expects from the Portland Winterhawks this season. Today I'm joined by Brock Tober's very own. He is from Denver, Colorado. Originally born in Colorado Springs, which has a beautiful park called the Garden of the Gods. It is free for everybody. I'd recommend that you go check it out. It is a pretty phenomenal place. Also some pretty good rock climbing there as well. But I'm talking to the newest member of the Portland Winterhawks. He's goaltender, Brock Gould. Brock, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I guess we can start with what are you doing to keep busy right now uh, back home in Denver?
0: Yeah, I mean, now that we're you know getting started, a lot of my time has been focused on you know training and being around the rink and you know, um, lifting weights and stuff like that, just getting in shape. Um, but when I haven't been doing that just for the long off season, I've kind of picked up fishing and, you know, I play the guitar a little bit. So I think those are, those are two things I've enjoyed doing for sure.
1: Oh my goodness. You play the guitar. What type of music do you play when it comes to the guitar?
0: Um, kind of everything. I'm not too good, but like I'd say like country and like some rock and that sort of thing for sure. So, yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It's a great skill to have. And it's something that you can work on away from the rink all the time. It's just something where it's a skill where you can actually teach yourself, which is really cool, but let's get back to the ice. Let's get back to hockey and let's start with your journey to the Western hockey league. When did you first become aware that the Western hockey league was an option for you?
0: Um, I think it was about 13 and, um, I was at a showcase with my, uh, my Bantam team and we had like, um, Was they had a presentation on the Western Hockey League that they do for a lot of the bands and guys. And um, I think I knew knew what it was, but I didn't really know that that was an option for me, I guess, until about that point. And, um, you know, I I was really intrigued by it. And it was definitely a goal for me to get there for sure.
1: Well, and then you ended up getting drafted in 20, uh, 2016, eighth round, 170th overall. Uh, but you got drafted by the Victoria Royals. You played for your first and part of your second season in the Western Hockey League. But what about Victoria really made you say, hey, this is where I want to go, and I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity that exists here?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I really like the organization. I um, liked everyone that was in charge there. And um, uh, Victoria is obviously a great great place. Um, and I had a lot of fun when I was there and also my two goalie coaches there, um, Linda Sanertino and Dwayne Rolison were, uh, they've been extremely influential in my game today. And, you know, even when I signed, I knew they could help me a lot.
1: Let's talk about that game. You are, you're listed at six foot five. You might be taller. You might be shorter. Let's be honest hockey. isn't exactly <laughs> known for giving precise, uh, measurements yeah. on our players, but how would you describe the type of goalie that you are?
0: Um, I would say like pretty tall and athletic, um, would be my two biggest strengths. Um, then I just kind of want to like rein everything in and keep my game under control, um, as much as I can, especially, you know, I'm a big guy. I don't want to get, you know, too stretched out or too far out of my net. So I think it's just, you know, using my size and my athleticism to my advantage.
1: Well, I got to see you play last year in Seattle. It was a Moose Jaw against Seattle game. Um, You guys didn't win. You came close. It was a 4-3 game, if I remember it right. You got peppered that game. Uh, You got peppered quite a bit in Moose Jaw, obviously a rebuilding team. Um, What are you expecting, though, with this trade to Portland? This was the top team in the Western Hockey League last year with a lot of those players coming back. What are your expectations for yourself and for the team this year?
0: I'm definitely really excited to join Portland. I think we're going to have a really solid team. And, you know, I think we expect to win games and we expect to win a lot of games. Um, and for me personally, I think it's just putting everything together this year. Um, now that I'm an older guy, I've had two full years in the league. You know, I kind of I hope to take on a little bit of a leadership role and, you know, help guide some of the younger guys and, you know, really step up my game as well.
1: When you look at your time in the Western Hockey League, again, you're coming into their third year, you are a veteran player and you're the starting goaltender on the Portland Winterhawks, which is in itself a starting goaltender role, is a leadership position on any team, uh, whether the goaltenders, some of them don't really want that at all and other ones do want to have that, that, um, that leadership presence on a club. What do you think you need to do to provide that stability for the Winterhawks this season?
0: Um, I think it goes back to like reining my game and, and uh, consistency because... You know, as a big athletic goaltender, you can tend to, you know, stretch out and, um, you know, leave holes, um, you know, between your arms or five holes or something like that. So I think it's just, you know, reining that game in so I can play more consistently. So I think that's a, that's a big thing for me, for sure. It's just, you know, the overall consistency in the game.
1: When you talk about reining your game in, what, what like, can you go into more detail about exactly what you mean by that? What's, what's one reining in area that you've really focused on?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, a big one is just, like, patience on the shot. So, um, like, mentally, you can tend to get ahead of yourself and, you know, drop too early or, you know, like, overreact to a puck. So, I think it's just, you know, being patient on that shot, being patient on that release, and um, just reading the play as it happens, letting it come to you.
1: Oh, that's a great breakdown of exactly what you're trying to work on. And you know what? I love hearing that. That's awesome to hear that you have a plan of how you're going to improve that. And then, you know, my last question for you let's just look back on a highlight here. What's been your favorite moment in your junior hockey career so far?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Um, uh, my first year in Victoria, I ain't playing. I wasn't starting, but I was, you know, I was playing as a backup against our playoff series against Canloops. Um, that was really cool just to be a part of. Um, the playoffs are obviously really fun. And then personally, um, I would think the game I had against Spokane when I was playing for Moose Jaw, um, I saw like 72 shots or something like it was. Um had, had a pretty nice glove save. Um, so I think, I think that's the moment that definitely stands out to me is one of the best.
1: Brock, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Looks like a lovely day there in Denver. I hope you're taking advantage of it. Yeah, uh, and again, best of luck as you get started with Portland. It's a new chapter. It's a new It's a new journey. It's a new challenge for you. And I mean, what an exciting time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you.
1: Thanks to Brock for taking time out of his busy schedule right now as he prepares to head back to, well, not head back, but head to Portland for the first time to be a member of the Winter Hawks this season. Our last conversation is with Moose Jaw Warriors forward and the 22nd overall selection at the 2018 WHL Draft, Eric Allery. Allery had a very strong start to his Western Hockey League career and he hopes to continue that development this season with the Warriors. Today, I'm joined by Winnipeg native, Eric Allery. He's a current Moose Jaw Warrior. He wears a very unique number for a forward. I'll let him explain why he made that choice, but Eric, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great. Let's get back to that number. Why did you choose the number you wear and
3: tell the people what number you you do wear for the Moose Jaw Warriors? Yeah, so my first choice for a number was number nine, but the number is retired in Moose Jaw and uh, every other number that I wore or they were already taken by some other players. And uh, I know Jet Wu from being from Winnipeg and uh, I look up to him a lot. So I said, I might as well take his number and uh, try to do just as good as he did.
1: And you know what? You had a great start to the, your first season in the Western Hockey League. You had seven goals and 14 assists for 21 points in 61 games on a rebuilding Moose Jaw team. Uh, you know, you guys definitely had your struggles last year. And one of the things that ended up happening is Tim Hunter was replaced by assistant coach Mark O'Leary. And what was that like as a player to go through that and, and have Mark come in? And, and, you know, what was that process like as a player on the
3: team? Yeah, well, you don't want your coach to get fired, but was the best move for our club to do and uh, I think uh, things change a little bit but uh, at the end of the day it's all about uh, hard work and competing and uh, Mark O'Leary is all about uh, hard work and competing so.
1: And hard work and compete, that's a big part of your game. It's why you've been so successful up to this point. And I know for yourself, you're definitely hoping to hear your name get called at the 2021 NHL draft. And looking ahead to that, you've actually got to do the work on the ice first. So what do you think you need to do this season uh, to get yourself on draft boards and on NHL teams' radars?
3: Yeah, just showcase uh, my game. I know uh, I'm a big body that can uh, battle and uh, have a really good shot. So I think uh, uh, just shooting the puck more. Uh, is one thing I think I'd rather do this year and uh, let's hang around the net and get those uh, greasy goals in more so
1: speaking of that shot let's watch a goal right now we're going to see some floppy tongues and a great shot here Uh, just if you could let us know kind of what you remember from this goal Uh, It was in Seattle fun fact I was actually at this game it was a Tuesday night It was a close one 4-3 final I believe but uh, yeah just take us through this play and what you can remember from
3: it Yeah, so I just remember, uh, I wasn't expecting the guy to it, turn it over. And when I saw Langer get the puck, steal it, and uh, I was just hoping he could find me uh, behind the demon. And uh, when I got it, I just looked up and I saw this uh, opening over his shoulder and uh, I shot it as quick as I could. And uh, well, hopefully it went in and uh, it was a good goal for me.
1: Yeah, that was a great goal. Uh, I like what you did there. You know, it's a broken play. The puck kind of comes out. Uh, and what you did was you essentially in hockey terms, you got lost in the traffic and nobody on Seattle seemed to pick you up because you crisscrossed with your other forward there. And when you got lost all five Seattle Thunderbirds, uh, forwards and defense went to the puck side and you're wide open in front of the net. And then a tremendous shot there. How do you develop that shot or is it something that you've always had?
3: Uh, well, i practice my shot a lot. I got this, uh, set up in my backyard in the summer and this, uh, set up in my basement, in the winter and I shoot around, uh, 250 pucks a day. So since I was, uh, I was really young since I was eight and eight or nine. So always, always worked on my show a lot.
1: Your parents must love the fact that you're in the Western Hockey League now and they don't have to buy you sticks anymore because 250 pucks a day. Sounds like you must've gone through a lot of sticks when you were growing up.
3: Yeah. I've gone through my fair share.
1: Well, you know, as we look ahead here and, uh, you know, the Moose Jaw Warriors, we're going to be back playing in a hub in Regina. As you prepare for that and as you get ready to rejoin your teammates, what do you think you guys need to do to have success in the
3: hub? I think we were pretty young last year. I think we had 10 rookies and uh, just getting the experience of playing the league for a year, for all of us, I think it's going to help a lot. And we're going to be uh, a lot better this year. I know uh, we're we're pretty deep uh, just playing – Hard and uh, that's gonna that's our type of game. So,
1: well, you have a new, newly minted captain there in Damon Hunt. You're obviously gonna take a big step this year and have a leadership role for the younger, the 16 year old players and the rookie players that are coming onto the team that are still in high school as you've already gone through that whole process. And you are looking again to get drafted to the NHL. So, what are your expectations on yourself for this year?
3: I think I, I can be a, a leader on this team. Uh, I know uh, I work really hard and uh, I lead more by example, but I know that uh, if I work hard, uh, give me all my best, go 100% every single uh, shift I have, I can uh, make a difference out there.
1: Well, Eric Allery, thank you so much for taking time out of the day to talk with me. I know we're going to get started here soon. I hope that you stay safe and healthy throughout this process and you're ready to go once we drop the puck in Regina at the Brand Center. Thank you. That is it for this week's edition of the WHL podcast. Again, a big thank you to Logan Stankoven, to Brock Gould, to Eric Allery, and to those organizations who helped set up those interviews for this episode. My name's Zach Cotter. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Cotter. You can follow the Western Hockey League on Twitter at the WHL. And for everything WHL, make sure you head to www.whl.ca. We'll drop another podcast episode next Wednesday. Until then, have a great week.